Hi everyone, and welcome to our full album review, or at least the first half, of KJ52's project, 7th Avenue, 7th Avenue, <laughs> the 2004 um, version of this project that does not have the skits. Um, that's right, this is the Classic Quest podcast, mm-hmm. the show where we break down the classic projects of history. And we discuss them track by track, giving our thoughts and opinions. In this case, um, as per request from Mr. Scribble from the Patreon squad, we've mm-hmm. got 7th Avenue, the 2004 release from KJ52. And uh, before we get into it, we want to let y'all know that we care a lot about your comments, your thoughts, your opinions on everything as we go through it. Yep. As such, we like to give our favorite comment a last week's video. What did we start talking about last week, your lady friend Bunny? Well, we started talking about um, Crazy Bones, Thug Mentality, which is 38 songs or tracks um, long. So um, we got through, it's a doozy. So we got through part one and Mr. KT... Uh, commented there i've been a fan for a long time we'll still continue because he had requested it thank so you. many numerous times thank you and thank just you. to let you know parts two three and four are gonna come they will but we owed this review mr scribble we do appreciate you on that note before we get oh somebody else commented on that same review where's the music it's just talking to which i was like that's what we do here i mean i don't know why people <laughs> like comment that we talk a lot but like you come to a review it doesn't say the word reaction it's like look if it was like an eight minute reaction video okay i'll feel you yeah come to something that's an hour long that says anyway like i'm just confused by like this weird expectation that the only way to do this is to like play the music which is spoiler alerts it's gone next year because it completely violates copyright law. So the you way guys most can definitely go check doesn't. out whatever albums that we're talking about. Because, like, I even linked to them in the description. But, like, it's the way most people do reactions, it cannot keep existing based on copyright law. That's the big reason that we talk about projects. <sighs> Spoilers and all. Anyway. Before we jump into it, special thanks to the patients. Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, CJ Black, Hurricane, Linda Williams, Coney Sparks, and the man of the hour this week, Scribble. Um, so before we jump into it, we do like to contextualize our familiarity with the artist. I think before we jump into it, and you said that like three times already. But before we but jump before into we it. before we jump into it, this is HSR. Oh, did I forget I to say I am your lady name? friend, Bonnie. I did and forget I have to say uh, a mad Not cold, important. so uh, sorry for all the <laughs> sniffling and um, congested and terribleness that's all coming out of my face. Fair. So sorry about that. I did forget my name. That's not important. What's important is saying KJ52. And Bonnie, we're going to start with you this time. All right. How familiar are you with KJ52's work? You know I don't know him. I do know you don't know him. (laughs) I do not know him. Um, That's it. I don't know. So when Scribble requested this, I was like, like KJ52? Because, y'all, back in the day, I was doing that Christian youth group circuit when I was a teen and I was all yeah. up into that slim shady. And <coughs> if at any point you were like, I guess, a super Christian white boy into Eminem and there was hip hop around, this was the guy that they showed you in youth group, KJ52. This guy's like the Christian Eminem. Check it. He wrote this track, kind of like Stan. It's called Dear Slim. And to this day, they're like, I think it's the hook on like Dear Slim to that. 
la, la, da, 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 da. That shit has been stuck in my head for like 15 years. I So <laughs> I've had a KJ52 melodic hook stuck in my head. But more importantly, the Deer Slim tracks was such a fascinating experience in terms of how to be christian in the way the bible writes it because like i got a complicated uh relationship with the uh i guess label of christian and those who commonly affiliate with that political terminology and i use that language specifically because most churches act like politics and shit and it just doesn't coincide with my faith and how i understand the interpretation of the words i ingested from reading those books myself with my own brain and so me and the churches that i've been affiliated with including the people who showed me this very song in fact the dude who showed me this very song this guy i honestly he's the reason i don't even call myself a christian to the day i die because yo i don't want to make them look bad is the kind of attitude and that's why i bring up this whole thing is because my own animosity with the church comes from this higher level of judgment which ironically the guy who showed this to me used against me but meanwhile kj52's dear slim was like these fascinating tracks of him praying for eminem like it was it was like yo and at the time all the christians is judging him and slamming on him and all the hoity-toities is doing their shit but meanwhile kj is being like yo i love you dog i just want to see you feel like cooler and like feel better you know like i want you to find the love and peace that i know and i'm like yo that whole like way of thinking actually makes way more sense than I guess the fuck you exclusionist attitude that so many Christians I have met in my life have employed. And that is not to typecast Christianity. I'm anecdotally spitting that some of the most closed-minded bigots I've met in my personal life are the Christians I've seen at the churches I've been to because that's the indoctrinating brainwashing that goes on in a church environment. Making a song like Dear Slim truly like impactful to a youth who's trying to like find like a right way to which I guess that's cool um i really do have beef with the politics of churches i've watched him do some and again it's not individuals because yo however you want to break it down and all the mean shit people say about christians i can also say that some of the most altruistically kind-hearted best people i know are christian so it's not hmm. christians as like every one of them it's the institution that promotes christianity in the way that it manifests today Ironically, it's exactly what the Bible predicted would happen in terms of the split up nature of multiple twisted tongue messages that the church would end up invoking in a modern society. Because let's be real, going to church is essentially pick your fucking rule book and run with that shit. Because that's the truth about most church situations. And you run it down and it's either you got the Catholic, Anglican, etc. side where it's ritualism over faith. And then you got the other side where it's faith over ritualism. End of the day, it's supposed to be according to that book i read a personal subjective relationship with god meaning fuck all your opinions about my faith kind of thing so the way church operates in the political nature of how they all end up being structured turns into a lot more judgment than i think anyone should be giving out if you happen to be christian watching this and feel offended hit the x and that dislike yo that's the whole point of me this is my place to be like real and i'm saying that 
if that demographic happens to be here watching, which might be the case because this is a KJ52 well, I mean, review. Also engage with us and uh, you know, don't just That's fair. <laughs> don't I just guess, hate. I'm, look, know? I'm feeling charged cuz like, yo, like when Kanye said that shit like the Christians were going to hate me, I relate to what Kanye was saying cuz in my experience some of the harshest hate I've ever experienced in my life came from churches and the Christians that condemned yeah. me for my sinful behavior. So I suppose, I guess that came out. Anyway, so I checked KJ52's Twitter and he was talking about Calvinist, Calvinism, mm -hmm. Calvinism. This I could be wrong about. I don't even care to Google it. Either Calvin or his opponent, one of the two, and I think it's Calvin, believes that there's a predetermined amount of Christians on earth. And they're already decided by God. Essentially running that futility argument of all the other nihilistic, useless people. Like, there's no point evangelizing. On the other side of the fence is evangelize, motherfucker. We can convert them all. Exactly. A pointless non-argument. Part of my other grievance with churches, which I just have to get to so. Because when is it ever relevant to talk about my past church experience? <laughs> is why the fuck do Christians waste so much time beefing about non-issues like it's hip-hop? Like hip-hop battles. Like that mundane bullshit that you see in modern hip-hop battles with instagram beefs that's exactly what watching christians argue about bullshit like if the church goes through the tribulation or not feels like like a bunch of people arguing about nothing's completely missing the fucking point it's so it's so oh, i've got a lot of pent-up frustration with this whole clearly thing. i digress what is to be said is that kj52 in my memory was always an ill mc as far as i can remember him and another thing to point out going into this review is that he was he i never remembered him being corny in any particularly like because yo there's some lame ass christian music out there right like super lame i don't remember that from kim like in fact dear slims part one and two are tracks i would recommend to fucking anybody out there because they're actually just that good and the message they're promoting is like so pure and i don't know I'll, i never really gave the guy much thought between those two tracks then and now and i guess this whole little speech sorry i guess if it does offend you that wasn't my goal it was just expressing my frustrations um anyway got that out of the way feel way better now let's uh <laughs> Woo. the project's called uh seventh avenue um I don't know if there's any extra semblance to it, but when you picture seven, it's just godlike in nature. It just makes you think of God yeah. from a numerology. I guess it's like the way, whatever. Title actually just kind of went over my head, like in terms of caring. It wasn't super significant. But no, but like, I mean, I, I mean, I, I get, uh, I get this, you know, the subtle significance of it. Uh, and this came out, I think, April 11th, 2000, originally. And then this is the, the 04 edition. So I wasn't really sure when, in 2004, the other edition came out. It seems like there's, like, weird non-information about this album. I don't know. It's also, like, underground and, I believe, independent Christian hip-hop from, like, an era pre-internet being super cool. Yeah. I think it's really just... There's not that many people that were all up on documenting this one. I was surprised at how much of it's available on Genius. Because I'm going to let you know. Half the album or so, at least four or five songs, the lyrics just don't exist on the internet anywhere. Do what yeah. I could with transcriptions. But like, yeah, so I just don't believe that this album... I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't popular within its circles, but I'm saying in the bigger realms of conversation, I can see how this one just kind of slipped through the cracks of all time. And right. honestly, I was bamboozled when Scribble said KJ52. <laughs> I was like, 
Well, I mean, it, it definitely feels like it comes out of the blue. It's very different from what we normally listen to, and I think that's kind of what we're all about. So. Ironically, it's also not that different than a lot it's, of what we listen to. It's, And I think that's what makes this album fascinating. But it's different in a different way, I mean, if that makes sense. mad Christian. Yeah. This is some evangelical safe for work kid friendly hip hop cuz i don't think there's a lot well maybe not fully kid friendly it's a bit like of, no if you, bars, if you look you know? at if you okay we're, we're, i'm going to just going to jump into like talking about like the cover um the cover i mean it also says something about um representing sons of intellect which i wasn't really sure i'm that's guessing his that's group, like his group. collective yeah that's they have I a f- wiki page i figured um and it's very orange and it's basically just him sitting in like a chair and reaching towards you and he's in white so maybe he's like you know pure and spiritual and blah 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 like whatever white means in christianity I'm not trying to like blah 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 like i genuinely love christian art um like like from like the medieval ages and like all of that i love it and i like um i've i have a book i haven't like read it you know front to back but i've like used it as a reference um which talks all about the different colors um and like symbols that are featured in christian art and what they mean um and i think that that's really unique and i think what's nice about i don't know i guess i'm kind of going on a tangent here um <laughs> I like Christian Christian art because it tells um, a story in the picture. It's not just like a bowl of fruit or whatever, which is nice and it's lovely. And you know, it's a different, a whole different thing. But it's it tells like a story in like this, you know, snapshot image of what's going on, like kind of from the Bible or whatever. Um, I am not religious. I got uh, mad theological <laughs> knowledge, yo. Um, I do like studying theology. Um, I don't necessarily like believe um, in one thing or another fully or anything like that. Um, but I really think it's interesting. And so for me, like this is just like, like so like very, um, not what I'm used to, I guess. But I've you know, but I I do enjoy it. So I think it's really cool. And I also wanted to mention because I certainly didn't know because I didn't know anything about him. Um, the KJ, um, stands for, I'm guessing King J, um, which is, I assume is related to the King James Bible. Um, and it's section like five, two, the five, two is like a reference to a part in the Bible. Um, so like the whole thing just really, the five, two references, the fishes and the loaves of bread that Jesus used to feed the peoples in that moment where he performed a miracle. I remember it was five fishes and two loaves or two fishes and five loaves. If you're Christian, you probably know this. But, but I mean, absolutely. It's such a pivotal if Jesus you don't, moment. Like for me, I was like, Yo, okay, he fed that's the like masses. a thing. <laughs> that's one of the, bi- anyway, I actually just, it was on his wiki page. So that's why I remember that. I was like, oh, that's, that, that makes sense. So it's, it's um, full on Christian here, folks. I mean, to me, it's, it's dope, actually. Anyway, let's get into it with that one, two, three. It's worth noting in light of his style that KJ52 has been active since like 93. Because dude sounds like a young Eminem. I needs to be said. It is what it is. My theory is that most white boys kind of sound alike on the mic from that era. It has something to do with just the way the words is enunciated and whatnot. That's my theory. Because you know, a lot of dudes kind of sound like that. That or that skin tone from that era. <laughs> yep. Just throwing it out there. Um, so I don't think it was so much copying or as the general way it just worked out with voice works. 
I digress. What do you think about this one? Um, well, um, for me, like, like going into this, I was like, wow. <laughs> like, like, I knew it was going to be Christian rap, but it felt like it came at me hard <laughs> on this right? one. Like, I was like, whoo, this is, this is real Jesus-y. Um, and yeah, and like the chorus is like very like straight to the point as well. It's, it's all... It's it's all about it. Um, and, like, the beat is, like, super nice. And, like, the rapping is super good. Um, and, like, the feature is Yankee Man. And, like, he's super fun. Um, even though I feel like sometimes I had a little difficulty understanding what he was saying. I guess maybe because of, like, the heavy accent. But that's just me. Yo, there are parts all over the, a- the album where I cannot make out what the fuck KJ52 saying. Like, yeah. it sounds dope. It sounds like it rhymes. I know that if I listen to it enough, I might figure it out. Mm-hmm. But clarity is not perfect on this album in terms of clear enunciation. In my, it is like ninety-eight percent perfect, just not a hundred. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like he he spits really well. It's really nice. Um, I mean, I don't really have like too too much to say about all this. This is like very like out of my like let's say like you know air quotes comfort realm or whatever. Um, but like. I think it's really cool. Um, I like the song. I did just find, like, the content overwhelming. But, like, if you're into it and if you like Christian rap, like, this is, like, probably going to be some, like, banging, you know, shit for you. I don't know. This is one of those projects where it's almost like... Yeah, but I would never put this on. This shit slaps. I, maybe not... It definitely does. But, like, in in a good I am not the biggest fan of Yankee Man. Mostly because reggae isn't my favorite genre. So, Mm. it's just... I mean, he sounds cool. It just, I don't know. It felt like when Snow put the black guy on <laughs> Informer is the effect it came off at me more than it came. And I, you know what? Maybe they're super big homies. I don't know shit about the history. It was a nice, strong start. But, yo, really what stood out to me was, A, the beat. The beat slaps. It's like, yo, this just hits like any other. But the thing is, is it hits me it hits like any other banger like fucking smack you in the face and then the way he's rapping it's just these little fucking flow jabs and you're like is he evangelizing with hard hip-hop <laughs> and he is like i'm yeah. like some piranha and some bloody water i'm coming nicely with the blah blah giving praise to the eternal jaja which is god eternal father flowing in this living water your rhymes is kaka talking all your rah rah like and cute. i'm going hold up he's coming after fucking people Again, this is super Christian man here that's dropping. This is why it's bamboozingly awesome. He's coming through with nice rhymes, coming after people with their words, giving praise to God, and attacking your bullshit rhymes. And I'm like, KJ52, this is fucking interesting, right? Because, like, it's not at all what a man would expect when he hears Christian rap, right? Like, I knew it was going to be Christian rap. I didn't expect it to be like, Mike's is sparkling, I'm tight like arteries, that was hard and I beg your pardon, the 5-2 is strictly part and MC's like a Moses. I'm like, did he just drop a Moses bar like he's fucking smacking and splitting you across like you did that? I'm like, he did. And I'm like, that's where it got, like, maybe I have some kind of attachment to the source material, but cut out the source material. This is still slapping, like, in and of itself as fresh as fuck shit. And he's basically saying, I live life with more integrity than y'all raps, because my raps is for God. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, 
I don't think I ever really heard a lot of people break it down. Now, don't get me wrong. I done heard some cross movements in my day. I done heard some grits in my day. And I'm not remembering a lot of their content to know if it slaps hard like this. But this slapped in a way I wasn't, like, expecting. And slapped is my big word because it's one of those cool trendy shit everyone's been saying since the Eminem album. That shit slaps. Now it's in my vernacular. That's how it works. Um, anyway, like, without Christ, you're hopeless. I shake dust from opposers. Get you open like roses. I don't get that line. Burning microphone holders. Still not. It just seems, like, fucking cool that he's able to come at you in this way where it's, like, because I have God, I can fuck you up up with my rhymes i'm like yep that's kind of dope and then um basically we have yankee man doing the second verse where i do like what he has to say you know tell all the people salvation's free read about in the bible tell you about a friend for free rhyming free with free not a game rhyming to me <laughs> the message and content about the salvation being a gift that's available to everybody is pretty fucking fresh in the middle of this song but then fucking 5-2 comes back in with like, it's hard to be a star when your skills ain't at the par. It's hard to push your legs when you don't even know a car. It's hard to win the battle when you can't win this war. And it's hard to be a man when you don't know who you are. And it's like, in a roundabout way, it's like saying y'all are focused on this materialistic vain shit instead of trying to find your soul. And cut out religious connotation. Is that not the same criticism of mainstream hip hop? Most people who don't like mainstream hip hop would say about it. In fact, could we not argue that KJ52's opinion here is on point like some harpoons? Get it? It's the next line. Yeah. It's not that. Anyway, develop thoughts in verbal dark rooms, talk, taking on these cartoons. And that's Fireman because he's using like the imagery of describing the cartoon process while slapping motherfuckers calling them cartoons. And I'm like, that's like the, the the most punch me in the face turning of the cheek I've ever seen in my life. It's pretty dope though. And I like it because it has that hip hop fucking spirit in it. Yeah. While somehow I'm still being evangelized here, which is blowing me out the water, you know? So my competitors can check your exit. Or sorry, my microphone's like Excalibur attacking y'all with metaphors. So my competitors can now check your exit. Dirge. Choice is yours. Jesus reigns when it pours. Get it? Because Jesus reigns supreme as in he rules over you during the dark days when it pours because the Lord God most high superior. And like, I'm not trying to be melodramatic. The way he spits, it just fucking hypes you up like that. Maybe I'm not supposed to be saying fuck as much on this one, but I can't help it. It gets me fucking going. I'm pretty sure God's cool with me praising him through KJ52 lyrics is all I'm trying to say. Because that's what makes me want to do. I'm like, this is fire. What? Honestly, they did show me this back in church. Why wasn't the church showing this to everyone? This is how you recruit a bunch of little white boys into hip-hop and shit. This is fucking dope. Everybody, I'm not trying to make about race here. I'm saying that it, this is pretty great, man. And uh, overall, it caught me off guard because it... it it's just, just pretty incredibly well put together. Like, sure, the production quality has that more grimier sound, but I kind of like it for the aesthetic they're going for. I fucking like how tight and on point every syllable punches is. Like, it's, it's like you want, even if you wanted to criticize this, it's really hard to for how tight he is in this track, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm giving this a 4.5. I really dig it. Yeah, I give it a 4.25. I mean, it's, it's pretty fun. It's just like, pretty christian but you know whatever we'll just keep it moving like 
I feel like he just keeps it moving here. I feel like yep. it just come and it's just like, no, nope, this is a second track that essentially accomplishes the flow of both A, producing something that sounds like hip hop while also staying true to themselves. And yep. that is truly impressive. But how do you feel about this track? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I really like the beat on this one. I think it's like really sick. Um, he, I feel like he's kind of got like an accent, which is kind of like, I don't know. There's something about like the way he speaks, or I don't know if he's putting it on, or just the way that he raps. It's kind of cool, um, and I definitely like his flow on this one, and like you know the whole flow on this one. Um, this one I feel is a little less like aggressively gaudy um, or godly, I guess. Um, so if you're more into a little less Christian-y um, songs, this would be a good one for you. Um, the feature is No to Verbs, and he's pretty good. Um, I really like his flow and his sound, like, overall. Um, and this one is, like, you know, basically, like, sort of, like, motivational and, you know, about, like, you know, keep it going, you know, keep moving, um, you know, you're gonna get to something successful, you know, if you just keep on going and you're just gonna keep on growing. Um, so I, I mean... I like this one. It's fun. It has a nice beat. I gave it a 4.4 on 5. I definitely feel like this one is more consistent. See, in the other one, I thought, like, KJ Fatu was up here and the other dude kind of brought it down. But it was yeah. still, like, really listenable. Yeah. This one, the beat, a little less good to me. Otherwise, the rhymes, right on point. And I actually really think that no adverbs get it? No adverbs? No Because yeah. ad I know at... Anyway. That dude, um... Sounds really great next to KJ5 too. I mean, just from the jump, like, is this mic on? Grip it like a python, blow up like pipe bombs, or even Planet Krypton. And I'm like, somehow he managed to like mention bombs in the beginning. Anyway, I'll grab a napkin. It's all I got to write on. I'm hitting so hard, you feel it in your protons. I'm like, that's a science bar. I'm really enjoying this. Hold on, nah song. Now you're dead wrong. I'm hitting you dead now. It seems that you read it wrong. I'm like, that's fucking harsh. The cross that he bled on is all that I flips on. And every mic I grip on, that's the mic I rip on. I got more lines than girls getting hit on. And I'm like, actually, up until that point, it was all fine. That line, I got more lines than girls getting hit on. That's funny because it's true. It's like that meme going around. If you don't call your girlfriend beautiful, some guys from India will. And that, that's what it makes me think of. But in general, like, you could almost just pass this for, like, completely secular music up into that Christ line and it would, to or the cross line, and it's totally fucking proper, you know? Then he's like, I'm writing these rhymes like Davidic Psalms, and I'm like, nope, that's a little more direct. And if you cut me now, I'll probably bleed some Krylon, but Christ has got me transformed like Decepticons. I'm pressing on, I'll make it, feel it in your chest and arms. So it's almost like you can feel like a bit of pain, a bit of lashing back at shit in that same way, like, but almost in the same way, like, if you come for me, I'll do what I gotta do to defend myself. Yeah. But God's got my back is like the added caveat on this one. And then, you know, they shout out all the different places and whatnot which is cool and then kj52 starts up the second verse he's grabbing pens open up folders he's got more pages the motorola boost slaves like a soldier i'm like okay this is all fine um i can't say he had like a lot of more that really stuck out at me he just raps everywhere and that's cool but then no adverbs just does so many interesting things with this you know like i feel like he's kind of 
showing the struggle, you know? Like when he goes, it's mighty hard when it's not fast enough timing or hearing from a label after showcasing your best driving, sending him an envelope with a note attached to the cassette saying it's some new stuff, kind of rough and ain't been mixed yet. I think what's cool is that they're just kind of like describing how hard it is to kind of be down for Christ, but also get like the kind of buzz necessary to secure that deal and almost like making themselves sound like normal fucking people mm -hmm. and then i love the way when the beat flips up and he's like come on closer and then he like messes up his rhythm you know like and it's really just fun to listen to and i can't say like it's absolutely next level bars or anything but i mean it's so human and if i put myself into the perspective of back in the days when i was only allowed to listen to christian music this would have been such a godsend you know mm, um, literally but uh I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. Um, I don't actually have a lot more to comment on this track. I thought it was pretty good. They rap what they do. Um, there are better ones. So I gave this one a 4.35. I feel like this is the middle ground of what this album brings to the table. But there's just better shit on here. Yeah. Well, we can always find out the hard way. Uh... <laughs> Alright, Bonnie. How do you feel about this? Clearly sounds like the time it came out song. <laughs> yeah. Very, very like... 1999, 2000, kind of like feel. Sounds like it would play on the radio. Like if it, you know, like that same sort of like general vibe. Um, and this one is basically, you know, some people have to learn the hard way. And, um, you know, they're stubborn and they, you know, people need to like do it on their own. And it's not always like the easiest. But um, hopefully they'll find out sooner or later. Um, it sounds like, kind of like, you know, how we already kind of mentioned, um, like a filler generic song, like that would just kind of like play between like hit songs on like a radio station or something like that. Like it's, it's more calmer and it's nice, um, but there's nothing really like special that like stands out on this one. Um, I, I, I wrote down some of the lyrics that I thought were interesting. My own face, I couldn't recognize, woke up one day and realized my compromised lifestyle since the birth canal to a juvenile. Yo, this kid was wild. Sometimes it hurts to smile, but Jesus made it worth my while. So, like, that's the kind of stuff we're working with here. Um, you know, that he woke up and, like, you know, maybe he realized that he wasn't living in, like, a, a proper way and, you know, if he was brought up Christian or... Um, you know, if he was born again or whatever, um, and you know, he wasn't, he was maybe like reflecting and realizing like his behavior wasn't what it should be, uh, based off of the rules of Christianity and like all of that. So, um, you know, for him, he maybe had to learn a difficult way or maybe he's talking about somebody else. You don't really know. Um, I think he's talking about himself. I assume so. Um, so me, for me, it's fine. It's nothing special. Um, I give this a 3.8 on 5. This is straight up your typical cautionary Christian tale. The don't be like me. You're going to end up back in God's graces at the end of the day. So skip all the parts where you do regrettable actions that you'll shame yourself for incessantly. Yeah. And get back to the part where you're loving God. Upon yeah. which, fundamentally, the message is actually dope because you could also just, to make it all super secular, like, forgive yourself and make better choices. Absolutely. So, yeah, like, sure. I'm not trying to diminish the God part. I'm just saying, like, the actual core concept to the song is really cool. And I kind of wish pop music promoted more messages like this because it sounds like a generic pop song of the era. But it sounds really good. 
in the sense that it's like some people gotta learn the hard way. I guess I'm the kind of guy who has to find out for myself. I had to learn the hard way, Father. I'm on my knees and I'm crying for your help. I guess as a person who has done some regrettable things in my past and then I guess found my way back to a better path, this is a powerful message yeah. upon which you can think back and be like, eh, maybe I kind of wished I did things differently. I don't because I want to be me if I do all those shits, but I can kind of empathize with it. And then, you know, the warning signs like flares in the nights. I perceive what my greed indeed, but now in spite of the fire, I know to burn. I never learn. As the world turns on his axis, I'm like Saul on the road to Damascus. I'm like broken fragments. Saul becomes Paul. Anyway, you know the Apostle Paul? No. Did y'all know there were 13 apostles? Anyway, there's more than that because I can argue that grammatically. I really read that shit. Like the Bible is full of some amazing inconsistencies versus what the Christians take away from the messages from church in my anecdotal experience up here in Montreal. Um, but like, I think it's cool that he kind of correlates himself into a person who ignored the signs and just kind of did his own shit, had some problems, broken glasses, can't see the faxes from the fiction, God's voice not speaking, but I never listen, got me wishing I never take the hard way because every day is a hard day. So at the end of the day, it's if you make shitty choices, you have a shitty life. And I'm like, truth, that that makes a lot of sense. Because mm-hmm. um, life be mad hard today, trying hard not to sway. Um, and especially because Jesus is far away in that moment. Selfish way finally catching up to me. But I fall, you catching me. I know he's catching me. But the fundamental message is that when you do fall or have problems, regardless of how much you push God away, God got your back. And that's respectable. And then in the second verse, he kind of focuses a little more inward, you know, high and low. But the story is told, my eyes can show about the hard rows. And now it's like, I feel like the first verse, he's just reflecting back on the choices he made, ignoring the signs and how he kind of ended up choosing some harder shit. And then in the second verse, I feel like it's a little bit more, again, of that reflection, you know, because I used to live in a bad way, you know. When it's time to go, I'll stand toe-to-toe to one who gripped my soul and who's never letting go. Life's so cold so many times. I shed so many tears from so many eyes. Spoke so many lies. I was the maker of my own demise. So, you know, after you die, you meet God. You're accountable to that shit. But at the end of the day, God protects you. You make your own problems. My own face, I couldn't recognize. Woke up one day and realized my compromised lifestyle. Since the birth cannot do with juvenile, you know, this kid was wild. So, you know, he's a youth person acting out in ways that are less respectable in the eyes of Jesus. Um, and then sometimes it hurts to smile, but Jesus made it, you know, you pointed that out where, like, he's kind of found a salvation through God. And that kind of allows him to leave the past far behind, out of sight and out of mind, which is a shitty way to live. You shouldn't forget your past. You should own that shit and not live with regret. I'm going to throw that in as my add-on there. But, um end of the day i like the fact that this song approaches it the way that he he does um it reminds me a lot of the cross and the switchblade which is a book that inspired me in the wrong direction it is the story of a and there's a couple others in that vein where it would be a young gang banging guy in new york and did a lot of bad shit smash girls did pot all that kind of stuff and then then he finds god and turns out life is good so what i took from that is i should go fuck around so i can find god and get a great story out of it yeah. So I went ahead and forked around, and then I went ahead and got my life together there so I could go. get a great story out of it. But it makes me really empathize that there is a hard way that we all end up choosing. Of but course. I think the part is sometimes we really just need to choose that hard way. Anyway, I like this track um, a lot, and uh, I gave it a 4.35 from a sonic point of view because, yo, it's dated and... Like, I'm never going to feel the urge to listen to something that sounds like this, personally. But I really like the song for what it represents and, and like, objectively speaking. All right. Well, we can uh, keep your head up. All right, let's do it. 
this one didn't have lyrics i tried very hard <laughs> to find it so anyway how do you feel about this track yeah um, i felt um this one i think this was the first one um and it mixed me up and so i know some of my notes are probably like wrong um because i think i was reading lyrics to a different song <laughs> um that was playing um but anyways uh because it wasn't on genius and the internet threw me through a loop but um this one is called keep your head up and it features brooke ross um and she's lovely. She's got a lovely voice. Um, sort of, like, angelic and, like, nice. Um, it definitely has, like, a weird sort of beat, but it's um, it's all right. Um, the rhymes are good. They're nice. Um, I feel like there's he's kind of saying, like, there's, like, a lot of people that are trying to, like, manipulate you and, like, trying to, like, hurt you. But, like, keep your head up. Like, don't let them, like, n- you know, knock you down or, you know, any struggles that you're going through, like you know, keep your head up, um, and, you know, Jesus will, like, guide you, um, you know, if you ask, I guess, um, so for me, it's okay, like, there wasn't really, like, too much more, I mean, as far as I took out of it, um, it's nice, I I gave it a four on five. So this one is the song for the recognition that life is hard, I, so another common tenant is that you're gonna suffer throughout your life, and at the end of the day, you need to keep your head up, because this is just kind of what it is, you have your eternal life in heaven after the fact, and while your life here is awful, you're supposed to take solace in the fact that your sacrifice will amount to something bigger. And I think that this is the struggle song for the Christian going through a hard day, which is similar to the struggle song for any other struggle song we have heard. And I kind of think that's what's crazy about this project is how it almost seems to like, it's got like the battle rap song for Christians. It's got like, in part two, you'll see the love song for Christians. It's got the struggle song. It's got the I should have lived differently song. It's like, man, this is like every hip hop trope but for christians at the, that's like the niche that you would find yeah and that is unfortunate because like it shouldn't be that the niche is just for christians because he's fucking ill at what he does but i guess that's just how it is if you end up being a christian artist that people will kind of put you in that box but like in general i would like to just point out that cut out the god part and it's also pretty just fresh like my tribulation seemed to be my occupation but i'm I'm going to stay awaiting. I'm still anticipating, lacking in some patience, but still investigating. I'm waiting on his most high to bring forth salvation. And when I look at that, I'm like, yo, that's kind of life in a sense, you know, like, and regardless of literal Christianity, you know, that my tribulation is my occupation, you know, the different obstacles and problems that we face in our life is what is our occupation, whether it's going to work and dramas there and all around, but that is what occupies us, our tribulations. It's an aversion to hunger that makes most of us go to work. Let's be real. If you never got hungry, you might not feel the need to go work as hard. Um, but I'm going to stay awaiting. I'm still anticipating, lacking in some patience, but still investigating. So I'm waiting. I suck at being patient. That's very human of you, KJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm waiting and searching for answers and truth as I wait for God to come back and save me, you know, which is kind of what we're waiting for, the second coming of Jesus. But, yo, it's been this way since the dawn of creation. Yo, these devils try to go for your mind manipulation. So since the beginning of time that's how humanity's been and you know the devil's coming for your mind manipulation and in the more christian way of looking at it it isn't necessarily a devil and an angel on your shoulder fighting but 
It's a good way to visualize the temptation struggle that there's some devil whispering. Keep in mind, this red horn devil bullshit, that's just <laughs> fake as fuck. Nah, the devil's supposed to be the most beautiful creature ever. It's supposed to be the temptress. It's supposed to seduce. It's like literally everything you want to fuck in your face. That's the devil. It's not meant to be this evil monster. Who the fuck is scared? Like, the evil monster doesn't seduce you. No, the very sexy, attractive person seduces you. Right. That's really what the devil is. So that's how they go on with the mind manipulation. And if you look at the different marketing tactics and tricks used today, you could argue that the devil is working advertising. I work in some kinds of advertising. We are the devils. Um, the hook's real nice, completely forgettable, but real nice. Um, I don't have any more that I wrote from verse one. I'll be honest. I just wasn't feeling like transcribing was my, I was yeah. so mad. I'm not, I'm not mad at anybody, but man, when you have to transcribe and review, it takes so much longer, like noticeably longer that you don't have the same joy as when you don't have to transcribe. That's my feelings. So I didn't do as hard on this one. I put more transcribing in the next track. Um, but I did get a bit from the next verse where he's like, for all my days on the earth, there's one thing I discovered. This, the worst thing we can do seem to do to one another. There's one too many brothers packing guns to kill each other. There's one too many shorty something. I don't know what he said. But the worst sin is only my God could only cover. So I'll face the rain and I'm still dodge the thunder. And I thought that was really interesting how it's like this reflection that all the bad shit that we face, you know, especially if you look at that first first looking a little bit at the hardships of life. But then the kind of epiphany that it all breaks down from the actions of man and the temptations of selfish desire. And let's be real. How many times you had a good thing going and some selfish motherfucker fucked it up? Like, here's an example, like laws. We all act like rules and laws are fucking annoying. But like the reason somebody put a don't do this rule is because people were doing that. Yep. And so they had to make a rule. So every fucking rule you hate, honestly... It's, somebody did it with exceptions of of like there are exceptions i'm gonna just take all the shit related to systemic racism and move it out of this caveat i'm talking about more common sense annoying shit like don't wear your headphone like wear headphones on the bus and fuck boom boxes like all that shit it's because people took it too far and so rules got made so i mean there's a huge argument to be made that every rule is in existence because man's a fucking asshole in some way or another <laughs> again in the point i'm making there's obvious exceptions like slaveries and you know the 13th amendment in prison populations is another good example because yeah. like i could go into tangents here it's not really the point um i think y'all get what i mean and i just thought that was cool that he put that through like you know upon further reflection you know we could just be better and in light of all that i don't know i like when it goes so i abstain to avoid eternal flame closer to the end it's like i I sacrifice things in my life to avoid hell and the bad shit that comes from that. But if you really take that prime philosophy, if you abstain in your 20s and 30s, you're supposed to ball out in your 40s and 50s. In a sense, Christianity is just the common sense advice that you give to like young people about how they're supposed to live to be smarter in their 40s. And it's just, then you keep doing it in your 40s. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Nothing changes. I mean, that's a really big way to boil it down, but abstaining to avoid eternal flames oh when i was seven years old i accepted christ into my heart because at seven i realized um if i do this i don't go to hell and i can always be forgiven for my sins so why wouldn't i do this because then it's not like you are necessarily having to do all the things right you just have to let jesus into your heart 
and then you don't go to hell. But if everyone's wrong, you go to hell. And I'm like, mm. that seems kind of stupid. And then so I accepted Christ into my heart when I was seven, and I got a Bible, and everyone was all happy. I'm like, cool. And then my life went the way it went. Um, anyway. See, I, I never had any of these experiences. And, and to a point, like, I kind of wanted them. Like, I was always, like, separate from, like, all of, like, the Christians and, like, the Catholics. And, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I grew up in a very white uh, area, so there really only was, you know, I guess what? Like what are they? I don't know. What are they called? <laughs> They're like United people, United or like Presbyterian, know. whatever. Like those types of people versus like the Catholics. And the, Catholic, and the Catholic, yeah, the Protestants, and the Catholics were like the French kids because we're in Quebec. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of how it was, and so and I, and then just so it would be like me and like the other like non anythings or like the Jehovah Witnesses and stuff like that the ones who like weren't part of one of those two groups and we would just go go to the library and just hang out but um you know we didn't get like the moral like classes that they did so and they didn't get to do all those things and then like the summer camps where you see like everyone going to like their Christian camps or whatever and it seemed like a lot of fun um but Christian camp was pretty dope at the same time, like just like the name of it, I was like, mm, not for me. I don't want to do that. I, I'm not about. I'm not about that. Um, but that's how I grew up. Like my parents were both kind of like, you know, you do you. You figure it out on your own. We're gonna, you know, let you. We're not gonna like baptize you or any of that stuff. Like you can figure it out. And if you want to do all that, you can do all that. So like I just baptism at like birth is the wonkiest shit on earth to me. But like are people like are it. like oh, you're not baptized. Yeah, yo 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 check it check it check it. In the book of Acts, the concept of baptism is introduced as a conscious testament of faith, as in I am making a conscious. And this is in the Bible. Y'all can read it. I can't remember what part of Acts. It's in there though. And it's a conscious testament of faith that I, as an individual, accept Christ into my heart. And it's a symbolic representation of His death and resurrection. I, right? you name me a fucking toddler baby thing that knows what the fuck that means you get baptized as a toddler and the way the bible writes it it's not even a, it doesn't even count i i don't care how catholics want to spin that shit but like isn't but it like, like if it's like straight if you're up not, um if you're not prayed for by like the priest or whatever again like, that's all catholic like the, in your like your baby's that's born like, dead like you don't go to heaven or something like, I'm i don't like, know the pope says a lot of shit all the popes said a lot of shit my whole point is the book of acts describes baptism in its original concept in the bible and it represents what it represents it is a conscious testament of faith i got baptized when i was 16 i that meant some shit yeah i chose that shit like that like makes a lot more sense to me you getting baptized at like an infant age and somehow because your parents made a choice for you that cover that doesn't mean shit it's not even what the bible says that's just some shit people do because people hmm. are kind of plebish when it comes to this type of shit and tradition like ugh, fucking it it's never understood in my opinion if you've only been baptized at birth because your parents said so and that's it, your baptism is null and void in my mind because yo, there's nowhere in the Bible that goes, you must baptize a motherfucker when he's a baby. Well, I don't think it ever quite says that. But it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> Half the shit that are these rules. Literally, there's a Bible verse that says everything is permissible, but not everything's beneficial. There's another Bible verse that tells people to get drunk right after somebody dies in their life. So all these wonky ass like abstinence verses and shit. It's just how Christians cherry pick the Bible to support arguments. I was surrounded by this my yeah, entire Yeah, I mean, youth, I feel like that's like a and it's like people, well-known fact. 
Like here's another example. In the church of Corinth, at the time that 1 Corinthians was written, there was an issue in that specific church related to cross-dressing. So Paul writes up about not having long hair. So if I go to church right now, these motherfuckers is going to think I'm a sinning ass person because of one passage in 1 Corinthians. Like, yo, y'all don't think for yourselves. You think about interpretations without looking into history. And I mean, like, it's it's sad to say this, but so often in my experience with Christians, not all Christians, but I don't really, I would never have this conversation with most Christians that are faced. I would I never think even that, like, think that's... to have it because they couldn't take it and they would get offended and it would be like sacrilegious. Even though I could quote Bible verses at you that would contradict your shit, I can't do that many. Don't get me wrong. I got limited. My favorite is Isaiah 55, 8. The most fundamentally impactful fucking verse on my philosophy. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Meaning, we can't understand God's plan because we ain't God. So fuck all those Christian interpretations. They're just guesses at best. None of us had to answer. Isaiah 55, 8. Fuck your opinion. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Whoa. I bet you weren't expecting that. Um, shit gets me charged because like it really is a lot of damage done from that era of my life, we can say. And unfortunately, when it comes to this topic, I believe in faith. Religion's bullshit. The shit's a faith. It's yeah. a way of believing in things. The religion is bullshit i mean i i think it's really interesting i mean i think that we could have like very interesting philosophical there you go philosophical or this is what you're getting theological like discussions on here um and i think that and i've read that book the bible cover to fucking cover i have read every word of that shit in the niv at least i've gotten in by like page like eight uh, <laughs> I tried reading it once and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't care. <laughs> I'd also be curious to know what most people who think like. Although somebody gave me a Bible. I could argue against um, that myself. Within like the last like five years actually. Someone cool. gave me a Bible. We got a shelf of Bibles up in the apartment. And marked it. Um, and it was. Oh, it's going to drive. I'm going to. We can the... check it in a second. Luke, I want to say she marked it. She's like, start here. Like, read something from. I feel like it was. So Luke. the guy who wrote Luke and the guy who wrote Acts is the same guy as far as history is concerned. Based on writing styles. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of shit that when you really dig into councils of Nicaea type shit, and unless you've really dug into the three councils and canonized the Bible like a thousand years after. About. So a thousand years after Jesus died, they canonized the modern Bible as we know it. And the Christians will argue, well, God would only allow truth to appear in his Bible. Therefore, you know, it's the truth. That's the only argument you'll get about how do you know this is the real one? Even though at one point there is, I swear to freaking God, an apocryphal story. Mm -hmm. This was found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. So the Dead Sea Scrolls is some shit they found somewhere in my li our lifetime in Israelish land, I guess wherever the fucking Dead Sea is, as a bunch of scrolls that would have been the Bible. And in it were a bunch of extra Bible books that were not canonized. Ooh, They're called the Apocrypha. Remix. And my absolute favorite part of the Apocrypha is something literal called Bell and the Dragon, upon which it's meant to be the 13th chapter of the book of Daniel. I told you, I know my shit. 13th chapter of the book of Daniel, upon which Daniel encounters a fucking dragon. Cool. And he stuffs it with food until it explodes. No bullshit. 
technically that's supposed to be in the Bible, according to at least one version of it. I feel like I know a Polish story about that for some weird reason. Anyway, Bell and the Dragon is in the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Apocryphal Writings. And another reason why the Apocryphal Writings were banned is because in the Book of Maccabees, uh, I believe it encourages you to praise the dead, which is prohibited in Catholicism, unless we talk about all the saints that we praise, which are dead people that we worship. Uh, wait, there's another part of the Bible that says no two men are greater than the others and we are all equal. So the entire concept of sainthood is inherently flawed based on the Bible. There's another part of the Bible that says, you know, uh, symbol, uh, what is it? Idolatry is wrong. Mm -hmm. yep. So all those crosses yes, and stained glass windows and stuff are well, also sinning. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like the stained glass they windows are, creating, are art. But they're but creating like, idols of humans. Like the dead Jesus. The problem, like, so check it. The dead Jesus thing, I, I don't know. we can argue that maybe that's okay. I feel but like when that's you have, less like, the, okay. The I feel Marys, like just a cross is fine. Whatever. It's still an idol and a symbol that you're putting up and equating to God. We equated this to God. God did not equate this to us. Uh, well, maybe he did. I don't want to argue too deeply about the cross. But the part where we have saints and other peoples and anything in those stained glass is literal idolatry because you're worshiping other people to the same reverence as God in that moment. And that's blasphemy and shit. And it's like, yo, how do y'all like fucking not see that shit? So like, yo, in my opinion, if you're really not into the idolatries, and I'm an idolater, I love idols, yo. I, <laughs> I worship so many fucking things I shouldn't, I'm sorry, God. But like, it's true, like currently the Fitbit isn't one of those things that governs my, like all of this shit, I'm so into tech like that. Um, but like end of the day, it just baffles me that the, the blatant hypocrisies of the institution and their judgmental attitudes. I don't even know if that's related to the song anymore. 4.35, <laughs> it was an eye track. Um, yep. I hope this is what you wanted, Scribble. Me ranting about God shit. This is what this turned into. KJ52, if you watch this, that's cool. Let me know. I tweeted you. You didn't answer me, but that's okay. Uh, do What I Do is the next track. All right. This song is a banger. I don't care what anyone says. This shit's just straight <laughs> up fire. Like, first of all, this is for God's revealing. Second, to get the crowd something to be feeling. Third, to make every word heat, make sure every word is heat seeking. If you're down with all three, throw your hands to the ceiling. Oh yeah, I'm down with all three. KJ52, this is fucking fire, man. I'm praising God and spitting hard. I'm like, wow, this is dope. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, but I love the hook, man. This is the first fucking hook on the album that like hit me in a way where i'm like oh i could look because yo every other song the hook's kind of been a bit of a dip to me this one was <laughs> like oh shit that's that like first of all hey, whatever i can't even do it right but like just the way i could just picture him bouncing it like it just feels proper in case you're on one of the audio onlys i was doing a more cliche hip-hop hand bounce um <laughs> I'll be the first to set it off. I'll be the last one to end it. Message now sending in each mind now bending. Words apprehending because something now mending. Call it for July 4th. I was keeping independent. Oof. And he's fucking killing it. He's working real hard. I like that message now sending line because somehow that's not dated. It still applies. The message is not sending properly. It's, it's not a dated line. It worked. It worked for like 20 years. Um, yeah, yeah, it did. I yeah. think it just worked whenever anybody people always have sent a message sending messages people have sent messages since the pony express yeah but since... we're talking about digital messaging here i'm picturing text messages message not sent 
right? Message not sent, you know, like mm. it's, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. that still applies to today. Um, yo, sometimes what you're, t- seriously, in 2020, sometimes your, your text message But I think sent. he means like the spiritual message. But I think he was double entendring that shit. I think probably. Anyway, and I like the 4th of July, keep it independent <laughs> bar. I thought that was proper. Took care of, def- by the way, this is me transcribing. The lyrics weren't up. Did, I, th- did the best I could. Yeah. Took care of defendants of Brendan next contestant. I blessed it, so I represent it like the Senate. And I'm like, that's fire, man. So he comes through. He respect represents who he is. He clipped out all the competitors and whatever that were trying to like maybe get in his way. And then he represents it like the Senate, which is what the senators do. They represent people, in theory. I don't really believe they represent people. I think they represent corporate business interests. But in theory, they represent people. You know what I'm saying? Go U.S. politics. Do we have a Senate? I think Canada is a Senate. We have the House of Commons and we have... Yeah, we have a Senate. Okay, then we have a Senate. Show so much I care. Anyway, I like when he goes, I come up versus. definitely know this. I come up versus like caskets come up hearses. And I'm like, ooh, that's that's, that's spicy. He's going to put you in a hearse with his bars. I keep it Jesus, nothing more, nothing less. And I'm like, that was such. The way he said it is so drop the mic-y before the like hook comes in. I was like, that's proper. In the second verse. Um, we got express myself while you doubted my conversation. I write rhymes that work on minds like some brain surgeons. I'm like, that's actually pretty cool, right? Because brain surgeons work on brains, which is like your minds, but his rhymes perform brain surgery on you, getting the spirit of Jesus up in your fucking soul, Bonnie. Your the tide's turning, going out with the Kermit. No idea what the Kermit is there, but that's fine. I'd offer you my mind i offer you my help but you probably don't deserve it i offer you my hand but you probably wouldn't grab it i offer you my back but you probably try to stab it i'd offer you money but you probably go broke and i'd offer you my neck but you probably slip my throat i was like that's cold and bold but like also honest like this general insecurity of the consequence of helping somebody even though you're probably supposed to be and so it's like this desire to evangelize but also just considering how the futility and i'm like you never hear that perspective but that's some real reels Mm -hmm. that's what a lot of people go through and that's what made it really cool because when do you hear that? I mean, I don't know if Christian rappers and other Christian folk are always spitting about the complications of that feeling and emotion, but I never really heard it before. Uh, but currently, men seem to love currency. There's no need to try it. That's about as fat as anorexics on a diet. And you know he was repping that PHAT fat for his double entendre. And that is the most dated shit on the entire channel. I can't believe, like, I, who the fuck, like, maybe a lot of people said fat like that, but like, you know in his mind he was writing at P-H-A-T. You know it. Does anybody still write it like that? No, I don't know. Do y'all? I mean, I want to say no one, but y'all might be like, I do. I feel like that really was like so 2002. Earlier even. Because um, anyway, um, this had to have been written probably in the 90s. You know? Yeah. His vernacular was established in the 90s. <laughs> still, I really just, I think it's like, it's it's still a great line though. That's about as fat as anorexic on a diet, you know, in terms of trying to consider what it's like to con- deal with the, the money lust of the world. Um, and then God's love is like a safety net in which you can safely bet you can't face it until it's the grace you met. And I was like, that's pretty cool, man. And then like, after all it is, it's like, God's love is just waiting there, but unfortunately you can't have it unless you open up your heart to God, which 
I guess to translate the Christian crap, it's um, you need to be willing to believe God exists at a fundamental level or God cannot communicate with you. And if you give God the opportunity to communicate you, God will speak at you in a million different ways. In my life, I know God talking when like 18 unrelated sources tell me the same message in like the span of three days. And it's usually some bullshit you're always perplexed about. And then you open up your mind to the universe and three of those books will talk about it. Bonnie will bring it up. Some person on the street will stop and just say the words at you and i mean it sounds stupid but yo that shit happens in my life why because i try to allow god to like you know speak to me and shit i like when he goes hip-hop theology deep like anthropology you drop science like a book of chemistry but it don't mean a thing if it don't rot the trinity and i kind of dig that because i mean i really feel that hip-hop theology like he's spitting bars for god and i like how he's deep like anthropology because it really shows his adherence and studying under culture and then even using language like you drop science like a book of chemistry which could be like you know something you know brand nubian was saying um but it don't mean anything if it don't have the trinity which is the god uh the father the son and the holy ghost the holy trinity so repping god anyway i love this shit i thought the beat was fire this shit i can still bump to this day as in the whole like week or so i've been listening to it so I give it a five Oh my gosh! Sorry, guys. It's okay, we're gonna make it through it. Only one more try. <laughs> um. So yeah, do what I do. Don't get a cold. Um, can't, man. We live in Montreal. Can't be helped. I feel like I'm gonna sneeze more. That's um, all right. Anyways, so this one sounds more fun. Um, I really like the flow on this one, and it feels like more of like a, a party song, um, while at the same time st- sounding like it's kind of like '80s. Like, it sounds like old school, like, hip-hop. It kind of has, like, that, like, real, like, MC kind of, like, vibe. I don't know. There's something about it that's, like, more, like, old school kind of mixed in with, like, the 2000s. And it doesn't necessarily sound dated, um, like, too, too much. Like, so I like this one. Um, And at the same time, like, just, like, to remind people to, like, keep seeking God. Do what you got to do, but, like, get there. Follow his example. He, He seeks God. He, you know, loves God. And this one was really, like, nice and enjoyable to listen to. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, I gave us a 4.5 on 5. All right. Well, next up, we got We Rock the Mic. Yeah. This is so old school for an old, old song that already is, in and of itself, old school in 2020. Yep. Um, what do you think about this one? Um, again, like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this one. It sounds more of, like, a classic hip-hoppy kind of a song. I like it a lot. Um, I feel like this is, like, the little section on the album where he's like you know kind of like pay, like paying homage to like you know those who came before him and i think that that's kind of really cool i like the like the feeling of these songs um i really like the beat and like the sound the overall sound to this one it's really nice um there's some really great lyrics on this one um you know he says we rock the mic and he definitely does um now you be illin and it's like that your life's whack just broken pieces you got adidas but you ain't got jesus and a hotel a motel or a holiday inn now it don't mean nothing because your life keeps fronting and you still lost in sin i said a hotel motel or a holiday but he does inn. like the hotel motel yeah, holiday and like it's just like now, so don't like mean classic. nothing because your life keeps fronting and you still be lost and seen. I don't remember what he's yeah. sampling there, but like it's it's one of the old tracks. And it's so great, like it's so it's it's great, like how he he plays on like that classic um, like line that everybody loves to sing along to, like that hotel motel holiday inn line. 
but like still saying like you got Adidas, but you ain't got Jesus. I like that. I think that that's like. It's like say you can be as materialistic as you want, you soulless heathen. Yeah, but I mean, unless you have Jesus, like then you're you're nothing, right? So I think that that's kind of it's pretty cool. Um, and that you know without Jesus and Christianity and God in your life, um, you know your life is going to just be like broken pieces, and like you're not gonna have like that extra, um person guiding you and making good choices and stuff like that so while it still has that kind of like fun old school feeling and vibe it's still throwing in like these like important messages um to him and i think that that's like super great and like i can totally see like how this is super relatable and like you were saying like as like a teenage teenage person um christian whatever like this is like ideal i think this would be like super fun if you're like you know into all of that um, like, I wouldn't go put this on, but, like, I probably, like, it just wouldn't, like, mean anything to me. But if you, um, you know, if it means something to you, then I think that you would probably very much enjoy this. Um, so anyways, he spits great on this one. I definitely like the, I mean, I don't really have too much else. I just kind of like the old school, like, 80s kind of, like, vibe we're getting a little bit here. And it's a lot of fun. So I give it a 4.5 on 5. I really like it, too. Um, it, it, I believe it samples I Ain't No Joke by Eric B. and Rakim. Mm. Genius says that, but I'm pretty sure that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I love the way it feels. And this song kind of looks like it's his conversion and him receiving the message and telling us that story, you know? So it starts off a little cocky, like, it was the K to the J, J to the 5, 5 to the 2. It's time to get live. Party people in the house. If you're feeling all right, well, throw your hands in the air, wave them side to side. You can dip, dip, dive. You can socialize. I'm just loving it, right? Because he kills it. He kills the flow. It's all kind of goofy and whatnot. You can lime to the lemon. You can lemon to the lime. I'm so glad that we don't say shit like that anymore. I'm not going to lie. Lines like that are like, <laughs> like there's nothing to that lyric. It is a, a placeholder. Like, like what? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking and this is not a good line to think on. But it flows well for the rhyme schema. But nine years ago, a friend of mine, he took up the time. Uh, he, he hit me up just to ask the time. I'm looking at my watch, said it quarter to 12. He shook his head. He had something to tell. And I'm like, so dude walks up on you, asks you the time. I says, fuck that. Check it, my brother. Now it's plain to see. I'm going to make it plain just as plain can be. Because you here and you there, but a life without Christ ain't going nowhere. And I was just like, yo, I was jamming on it. Then he sang a little song like this. It hit, you know, and then it's the chorus. We rocked the mic in a different way. And it's like, we rap for Jesus. But I like the fact that, like, he kind of shows the story of how this guy almost spoke to him through music in a sense and like connected with him at this level then in the second verse he continues the story you know stop a second i need to hear more he said i came through the door and i said it before but you didn't listen to me the first time so open your mind and let me open your eyes and i like that because he's pointing out that yeah you're saying this now but like in the past you've already gone through this you know this story you know you've already know what to do in a sense but still I'm going to patiently come through and explain it all to you again. And then, because the blindly, the blind, can't you see my brother? It's like a jungle some. It's like a jungle sometimes. So it make me wonder how we keep from going under. You know, like that one? Mm -hmm. That's what he does there. And I literally like that. And you blind to the facts. It ain't from where, uh, where you're from. And it ain't where you at. It ain't the radio. Castles can't go hot. Now you be illing and it's just like that. Your life's whack. It's broken pieces. And then what you pointed out there. And so I like the fact that it's like somebody took the time when he was a youth to sit them all down and be like, bruh, 
your life ain't going nowhere because you are materialistic and you need Jesus. <laughs> and then there's the third uh, verse where it's like, I know joke because your life's broke. Now I'm glad we spoke because pretty soon you choke and everything you see is going up in smoke. So what's your hope? You're going to sink or float. So your life's going to go up in flames when you're living on the more wilder, chaotic path. It's problematic to your longevity. And um, yeah, inevitably what's going to happen when the time comes, you're going to sink or float. One day you uh, you croak and one thing I'll tell you, ain't you going to rock the bells all the way to hell and I'm abolish. Anyway, then it's a little fear mongery, fucking love you God, etc. But overall, I thought it was, again, a cool evangelistic tune with the intent of warning you to save your life before it's too late. But in a fun jamming, you want to dance along to it kind of way with a crazy throwback beat that I really enjoyed. So I'm giving this a 4.5 is pretty proper to me nice um so yeah given uh that there's a remix on this we're gonna call this um part the end of part one and we're gonna do the rest of it in part two which will come later on this week um along with crazy bones and other parts are gonna come later on in the future we're gonna give you all the parts and uh next weekend there's gonna be no parts until they're late because of life so that's just sometimes yeah. what happens now y'all know anyway we appreciate you being here with us expect more parts and more reviews in the future and let us know in the comments what you think so far and if i really did offend you truthfully in the bottom of my heart i'm sorry i vented at the internet which always leads to dislikes and comments about my attitude so kudos to you i think what i think if you have stuck around this long and if you That's are true, like, eh? and if you're like super christian um and you have like differing um uh, points of views let us know um because we would like to have like a a nice um also, open debate or discussion I'm whatever gonna, you want i'm just gonna throw money down that if you are super christian and you stuck it through you're probably not who i'm talking about but you may have an idea of who i'm talking about so True. respect if you stuck around like that like double and if you're respect. not super christian hey you watched an entire well yeah an the entire video about a christian rapper so there you go anyway i appreciate y'all for real reals um let us know in the comments what you think like i said subscribe to the channel for more reviews you can like the video or dislike it if you didn't special thanks to the patrons ismail gadamsey chris prada jonathan barnes dj black arkin linda williams coney sparks and scribble the man who wanted us to talk about kj52 himself the man who makes music himself and we actually reviewed his album before he became a patron so it was completely not related to that he's fucking dope you should check him out scribble official on uh instagram he's got cool music like uh, he didn't ask me to say that i just chose to say that um and i mean dj black hurricane's cool mixing on instagram too he had a video where it was like Ch -ch -ch -ch, it was fucking fire yeah yep. so just letting you know our patrons are fucking dope ass motherfuckers is what i'm trying to say but they also support us to help us get some upgrades going on they got more upgrades coming in the futures and they get to tell us what albums to review as an example kj52 7th heaven 2004 edition without the skits that was the specific request in fact he asked me specifically not to talk about the skits and i didn't have time yet that's in part two my friend <laughs> i uh, i make music myself you can check it out on this channel it's not necessarily christian and by any means it does yep. maybe sound like me and yep. you can let me know what you think Clinton stefan roy the alternative grind on all platforms anyway we all love you you're the best live long and prosper everyone bye guys